Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So this is the one you want me to open yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, these are good. These this are is the one, the founders. all day IPA. They make a lot of cool beers. Um, founders all day IPA I session to, ale. I used to work in a bar and try beers daily. Um, at one point, and one hat that I wore. Okay. Um, and yeah, we would. All these cool beers were coming out at the time. Right. I love doing this. Right in front of the mic. Good sound that was impressive. Right. Cheers, Cheers, man. Cheers. Very good to see you. Thanks for uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the afternoon off to come out and hang, drink some beer with me. I mean, yeah, that's well, good. It's really good. Yeah, that's good. I'm normally not an IPA guy. That, you know that, what? I like that. I like them cold, and then when they get a little, you know, about halfway down, they turn into tomato juice, or they taste like a tomato juice. Got like a tomato juice taste when they get a really? little warm. Yeah. It's just not my thing. That sounds that sounds del- you delightful. Drink, you gotta drink them fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cool, cool. So today we're here with. Um, I'm gonna introduce you as Captain. Oh wow, that's been a while. Ben Espinosa, yeah. right? Um, the original wooden tuna. Welcome to Connected by Water, presented by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Nice to have. Thank right, you. you're in the fishbowl. So here, yeah. we're here to hang out. We're here to have a good time. We're not going to really accomplish much. We're just going to, you know. I didn't think I would solve any world, <laughs> world issues, but let's just drink a beer with you. So in case you're the mysterious wooden tuna, <laughs> right? Yeah, mysterious. Um, just a little dirty wood shop. Um, build a little furniture for people. and um, It's amazing stuff. It really thanks, is. Thanks, man. You're a very talented I guy. Try real hard. So what? What? I mean, I'm going to ask you some questions. I probably already know the answers to for the sake of the audience. But what made you start getting into wood, um, and m- made you ditch being a uh, boat captain down in Panama? Um, man, that was a tough decision. Uh, Put a little closer. 
You know, at, at some point, I um, third world. Um, how do I put that? The job was insane. I mean, I was fortunate to even have experience doing some of that stuff. You can lift it up to me. There, there you, go. you go. So, um, in the end, I uh, it, it's taxing, man. It's it's uh, you're on the water every day, and that's all you do. You're you know you're kind of stuck on an island with, I mean, your your boss and your boss's crew. They kind of become your family, but when you're stuck on an island for months at a time mm-hmm. kind of you get a little crazy you get a little start crazy yeah um you know you start thinking of things to do and and i i tinkered on the island like they had a cool like little workspace and they had so many cool things and it's not like there's a home depot in panama mm-hmm. you're um i think it's like 25 miles off the coast and uh, there was a teak farm owned by uh, some uber wealthy guy, I think his name was Ricardo Perez or something like that. He's mm-hmm. like a, I think you know, don't quote me. When was this the teak farm? Because those things are kind of like going away now, um, aren't they? I don't think so, man. They commercially grow the stuff now. It's 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 such a. I I, I don't know. I'm going. I don't know the about it. It's going I'm just away. Saying, I just heard about it's like these things are just getting ravaged and they're like hard to find now. Yeah, some of like I think more like the Rosewood guys and the the the, the guys that were making like guitars. Like, remember Gibson got in trouble for mm-hmm. uh, making having the wrong wood or something, you know? Okay. Um, it has to do with um, hey, are we paying for the wood? Are we bringing in certain kind of uh, bugs or pesticides or you know because some of that wood is it's great there and it doesn't rot and doesn't have the bug problems but you bring that stuff to the states and then it, you know you get these weird termites or you get like weird um it's like a like a like a woodworm type mm-hmm. of thing and you know your furniture you, you put it in your in your house and this thing could ravage your house that's so, crazy yeah some of the import furniture that was kind of the that was kind of the gist of the of how I got into doing this is I was already tinkering around with a lot of the cool woods. Um, and then, um, I think somebody had asked me to do something and a buddy of mine that I was friends with at the time, we, uh, started doing a couple of restaurant, uh, build outs and mm-hmm. kind of just went from there. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I didn't know everything. I've learned a lot. I didn't know how to run a business. I'll, Say that. Who does? Um, I still don't know how to run a business. I still don't, really, yeah. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Drinking beer on a Tuesday. Apparently, drinking beer on a Tuesday. Fully profitable. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Let's, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Um, so That's the thing, man. It's like, like we're in the same boat. We're running our own businesses, right? And kind of the follow your dream thing. Yeah. And... Um, but like our specialty, your specialty, you know, we're creating things. We're yeah. making things from scratch yeah. with our own two hands. Right. And it's like, that's only like small percentage of what we actually have to do during the course of the day. The rest of it's all this business crap that came with it. I'm on the it's phone like, probably. Oh my God, the phone. Half the day. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I sometimes I feel bad. I just shut my phone off. You have to though. And put it in my pocket and, you know, I can't be just, you know, um, 
you know, I start thinking about what they're talking about on the phone and I'm cutting wood and pretty soon I've been doing woodwork for five yeah, years. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just cliche woodshop guy, you know, missing a couple of digits. So, I, you know, I, 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 I do try to keep um, focused, which is very hard. Yeah. You know, texting doesn't help because you look down and look at a text and then you're cutting something and you're like, I just cut a $250 yeah. piece of wood the wrong size frustrating and then you make a cutting board out of it yeah right yeah, you got to um, adapt I mean, yeah you got to adapt we got all right so I mean, at this point you know connected by waters like before it was dennis real art studios it was a, like completely different business it was basically just me and my wife yep. now we've since expanded we got a different operation it's a partnership and it's a brand new company connected yep. by water right which now we've evolved that and because of all those things that we're talking about before we right. made the lessons learned and all this stuff like that i realized i need help you know, that's, you know, it's going to always be these roadblocks of I'm always on the phone and it's like, I can't do what I need to do if I'm doing all that other stuff. Even last week, um, my partner Harris is like, listen, he's like, you need to start a new painting. I'm like, when the hell am I going to start a new painting? Cause I got this to do and I got yeah. that to do and I got this Books. meeting come up and I got this call coming up and I got, you know, this shirt project to get out. And it's just like, he's like, you just go stop. Yeah. He goes, go to my house, get out of the studio. So he's like, leave the studio to yeah. work, right? Yeah, so he's like, he's like, go to my house, on he's like, he's nice, the water, nice house yeah, in Deerfield nice. and on the yeah. intercoastal and everything like yeah. that. And he's like, I just like turn your phone off, and start a new painting. Like take a day off, like to to get back on. You know what I mean? Get it? Yeah. So we did that, and that was like, I feel like I went to like the psychiatrist, yeah, or something. I came back like so renewed, so refreshed, and like now I have a new painting in the works, and it's like, and that's always to me. Where I've always had a painting going on. Always. Always, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And like in like recent times, I mean, though six months or a year or whatever like that, it wasn't like that where I always at least had more on behind right. my head. Right. But you kind of know in the back of your head, I want to I want to try this next painting. Right. You know, or, you know, like I'll make some piece of, you know, some giant table or something. Like, I know what I want to make and I haven't made it yet. Yeah. Um. You know, I got weird thoughts. You, you you come up with these weird thoughts in the middle of the night, and you're like, oh, I should write that down. No, I'll remember it. Never. I'll never remember it. No. So. You always got to, um, you know, you always got to, yeah. You got to, you know, the ones that you do actually remember are always solid ideas, right, though. Right. But. Uh, my job is different. I mean, yeah, yours is kind of the same. Is I'm basically fixing my mistakes as I go. Mm -hmm. So I might cut something short and do something wrong. And, you know, I think. The majority of what I'm doing is just fixing mistakes and go, oh, I know how to fix that. You know, oh, this thing got dented. I know how to, I know how to bring the wood grain back up or something. You know, you're the same way. You're doing, you know, you threw the wrong color blue on something. Yeah. You got a million colors of blue. Happy accidents. Yeah. Bob Ross says. <laughs> that's <laughs> just, that's, that's it. He's got to roll with that's it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times what we do is just kind of free form. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of. That's part of the reason why I look at what you do as, yeah. as an art. And I always recognize that right off the beginning when we first started hanging out. I was like, man, this dude's like doing really interesting things. And it's not just like, you know, hey, I need a cabinet. Or hey, yeah. need, you know what I mean? It's like you always try to like put like an interesting kind of spin yeah. on the things I'm, that you do. I think when I started, I was more interested in just learning how to do it. And, and as I got better, you know, better techniques or something or better tools or, Hey, there's a tool that makes that so much you know, easier. Mm -hmm. I think I got to the point where I said, um, 
wow, let's let's stay creative with it. But, you know, I don't want to build. You know, I think the, the frustrating thing is you go out and try to buy a piece of furniture, and it's just horrible. Mm-hmm. Stuff is just, I mean, there's some cool stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you got to pay an arm and a leg for it, though. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, you want to go to get, like, Ethan yeah. Allen furniture or something like it's like American Made. you got eight week. you know what I mean? It's like and solid wood. Yeah, it's like. But is it American made? You know, like a lot of this stuff, I'm like, um, I there's a giant uh, cabinet, high-end cabinet. Yeah, I don't know. Week. Educate me on that. Fact. So you're the expert. We just found out that um, a lot of times you say you see something like an object or a table or something, you know, and it says made in USA, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's a there's supposedly a country or a town or a province or something in like. China or Taiwan or one of these places called USA. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. So at some point we were ordering um, something for a quick, you know, turnaround. And he said, do you want to build it or do you want me to order it? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and order that piece. And versus me, you wait in two weeks for me to build it, order it. So it comes in and we got the tracking and it was uh, Port of Miami. Like, why does American walnut come from Port of Miami? It's floor and decor, is countertop. Really? You know, you're thinking, oh, it's walnut. Like, it's American walnut. It's got to come from America. Right. Maybe it started there, but um, in the end, I think it, I think we waited at the Port of Miami for it to be delivered, and it came from China. There's really a place called USA I, in China? I don't know if it's called USA. I think it's called. Or something like that. USA. I'm serious. We should. <laughs> I'm gonna look this. into this, man. We should research this. This was it was Seriously. frustrating, and um, I think they have a couple of different places named that. So when you Listen, have something, I'm not made, putting anything past China to do some shady shit. That, I mean, that's intelligent, to be honest. And that's some shady. Yeah, stuff no, it's like, smart, but it's like Doctor Evil kind Dr. of smart. Evil, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the whole country is like. Right. Hell so, in a handbasket kind I of I didn't know. I didn't, we didn't know that existed. So at some point we were like, made in the USA, but it came from the, came from the port. Like what was the name of that company they bought the meat company? It was the Smithfield Farms, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. So they bought the Smithfield Farms, which you know, everyone thinks that they're buying from Smithfield Farms. You now they're buying American meat. Funny, I saw that bacon in my fridge which this morning. The, which, which they're going to do that. <laughs> so they're going to buy it. They're gonna, we're, the farms are still in the United States, and they're shipping the meat. To China, yeah, to get packed, cut yeah. down and packed, or they're shipping the animals or whatever they're doing, and then they're shipping it back to the United States. Yeah, I ran a boat for a guy once, and um, I was kind of like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Ah, sales." I was like, "Cool." What you know? I never really that could mean anything. I didn't get too deep. And at one point, he was like, "I got to go back to China," and I'm like, "Oh, I thought you worked for Tyson." Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he was a sales guy for like. One of the chicken companies or something. He was. So anytime we rate second rate type of meat or that kind of product or whatever, um, they can sell it overseas. So they freeze this entire container and then they ship that thing over. They so just we're selling meat over there. Yeah, we've been second doing that. meat. Oh, yeah. What's your take on the whole made in China thing right now? Especially after, I mean, has this, has this whole this, COVID thing yeah. like changed your mindset? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I was actually wanted to bring that up is, um, you know, there's a, I hope, I'm, I hope we're realizing the importance of 
making um, American-made type items. You know, mm-hmm. we can get anything made in China, mm-hmm. anything. Um, it's always cheaper. It's not better. But in the long run, I, I don't know how this developed where overseas was better or cheaper or right less money um, to, to produce. But the in the end, it's hurt us so bad. We're so dependent on Tremendously. So, even from an intellectual property standpoint. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, can't even imagine what you guys got get ripped I mean, up well, on. I mean, even, even not even just our work, just, just um, like, designs of, of mechanisms. Oh, yeah. An engineer, from an engineering perspective, about, or just, like, how that. they would design even a phone or something like yeah. that. And it's like, well... You know, they're going to take that. They're going to make it and be like, oh, that's a really cool product that a lot of people yeah. are going to want. So we're yeah. going to we're going to just steal those plans. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. No. I mean, um, unless you go there. Right. And what, are the, what does their cease and desist actually do for them? Like, they're yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. Go we need to fight a war over it. Yeah. You don't know who's going to fight your war for you. Nobody. And we got more money than you. What do you, you can't sue us. You know what so I mean? in the end, yes, I, I want... I hope everyone looks up and, and says, wow, you know, I can go buy that Ikea table or whatever. You know, I hate to name drop it. Um, you know, they, I watched some documentary about how much wood they're using, and, and mm-hmm. they're one of the biggest wood. Um, they're the largest wood wood user correct. or producer in, in all of Europe. Yeah. I actually, the only reason I know that is because I got the, I guessed correctly, got the Jeopardy, the final Jeopardy question right. It was that question. That's it was crazy. like, oh, who, who, what's, what company is the largest? And I'm like, well, Ikea. Ikea uses a ton of wood. I'll say that. You yeah. know what I mean? I wasn't sure if I was right or not. I don't not, know if they use it in their furniture, but they yeah, who knows? definitely use it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is so, actually, this is actually an Ikea table. We, we, Liz bought this when she was kind of like out of it and it's, you know, some things, but. This is one of their Could better. T- I couldn't tell. I mean, yeah, this is one of their like better. Oak. Most of the stuff is, is, I think, you know, just garbage. This is one of the few items that I actually like that they made. But still, you yeah, know, man, not I mean, for nothing. They got cool designers. I they mean, got cool designers. But at, at this point, if like um, if I'm rebuilding things around here, if I'm redoing things like that, my mindset from now to, on. Yeah, from now on, it's all like yeah. you know, like American. Let me know. I got American. a table that'll fit right in here. Big old live edge slab came out of local. Really? Yeah. Actually, I got a tree guy. You got a tree guy. I got a tree guy, and um, he slabs lumber, South Florida. He has trees from Andrew sitting in his yard. I mean, it's not even a yard. It's like I go there, and I'm like, oh, my God. Look look at all those. Look at that. Look at this, you know? And he he does import a little bit of wood from Central America now. He's trying to get into the fancier slabs of wood. But, like, I mean, we get an afternoon off, man. I'll take you Mm -hmm. over there, and you'll freak yeah. It is insane. And he has such cool stuff. And you never know. Like, some of the trees we look at in Florida, mm-hmm. you kind of look at them, and you're like, man, that's an ugly tree. Like, you never think about what's inside of them. Right. The black olive tree, which are everywhere, they're insane beautiful inside. Mm-hmm. They look like dark. They look like kind of like a walnutty color. A black olive? Yeah. Man, my buddy, my buddy Tommy. Um, Tommy just called me yesterday. Tommy just, yeah, he just, he just he got all that wood. Yeah. Did you take any of it? I got a guy. You got a guy, yeah. I actually called. I called him. His name is Mike. I said, dude, you interested? He goes, I'm so busy. I don't have time to run up the street and grab a tree. Right. He's like, we have more trees. We're, we have one. He's like, I hired a guy just to organize all the tree, all the lumber. 
And I'm like, wow, we're going to go over there. Yeah, right? <laughs> right up the block. We got to go. Here? Yeah. Where? Coral Springs. Get out. Yeah, he's right up the road. Oh, we'll go after the podcast. I'm in. Yeah. Blow your mind. All right. Yeah. That's your, your tree guy's here in town? Yeah. He actually has a kiln. He he kiln dries all the wood like for like a week. Oh, we got to go. Oh, you'd freak out. You, you had me at kiln. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And he's just a cool dude. Like he, He's kind of like, I like him. He's kind of like me. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Let me yeah. build a new coffee table out there. Get rid, oh, of, get rid of this in. thing. Someone handed me. Someone gave me that thing. They were moving. They were moving out of here, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, we're hey, business. We're closing the business. Do you want this coffee table?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, oh, take this couch too. I'm I mean, like, okay. that's kind of how you end up with stuff too. Yeah, I've had like, I've had like giant cabinet shops. They're like, "Hey, you want all this machinery?" And I'm like, "I don't even think I have a plug that makes three phase. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I can use that." So. You know, and then, you know, you get it in your shop. You're like, cool. Mm-hmm. 1970s wood shop stuff. Like, what the hell am I going to do with this stuff? Yeah. I'm gonna like you don't want to say no to cool shit. No. Oh, that's I'm, that's I'm my hoarder. problem. I'm that's my problem. Like, I don't want to say anything, no, no to anything cool. But. Oh, I'm a class one hoarder. Yeah. 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 I, I'd keep anything. How's your truck? You got your, you, is it done? <sighs> Speaking of hoarding. Um, I have That's, that's what made me think part. of that. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, uh, I have one last oh, John, part. John, you got to show apply. pictures of this truck. I have an old um, 1956 Chevy Apache. Badass, dude! I love it. It was a it was a rust turd, but I love when it. I got it. That's the, I know, but when you got it, but and you've then, been you've been yeah, restoring been this on, thing yeah. ever since I've known you. Yeah, yeah. It's thanks for reminding me how much money I spent. <laughs> um, I don't know what those uh, classic Chevy boxes are, Megan. Uh, I don't know. Shout out to Megan. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been spending money on that thing for years. It's just, uh, it's done. It is. Yeah, it's done. It okay. just need. I have a brake booster to install, and then we just redid all the brake lines. And um, you got paint it? No, we didn't paint it. It's already painted. It is already painted. Yeah, it's got like a little blue action going to it. Okay. It's like a uh, man. I don't know if when's the last time you've seen it, but it's, it's been a while since I've been blue. to the shop. Yeah. Blue, it's got, you know, the steak. We did a mahogany steak bed on the sides. Looks like it carried mm-hmm. vegetables or something. Love it. It's got a mahogany bed. Um, uh, original motor. What motor's in there? I think it's uh, inline six, 238. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I'm not a mechanic, man. I can replace parts. Yeah. You know, I, I changed I, I restored a, a bus once. A 19, 1967 split one to Volkswagen bus. Wow, thing was, thing was a piece of junk. I bought it for like fifteen hundred bucks, but it was a '67 split window. Yeah, and I bought it for fifteen hundred bucks. This had to have been in the, it was the mid '90s. You did the work? No, I had a okay. friend who was a Volkswagen mechanic, okay. and I kept it at his shop, and I worked with him. Yeah, you know so what I mean. I was the there. He did the work, but you I was there with him money. every step of the way, yeah. trying to learn. Yeah. Trying to help him out because he was hooking me up. Yeah. You know what they I mean? Usually, so I, those guys usually hate that. They're like, no, oh. it, no, you know what? It was all him. It was all, it cool. was all him wanting to do it and everything yeah. like that. It, you know, and oh, cool. It, yeah. So I was like, you sure? You know, he's like, yeah. no, let's do this, man. Let's, do, he's always wanted to rebuild a bus. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, like, that's, cool. a, that's a iconic. So, yeah. And then, like, I started, we got it built up and I, <laughs> all right, I got to tell you this story. So, <laughs> we took us about three months to rebuild the engine. And get it running, yeah. right? So, and he had a bus too. It was a camper. Yep. It was like a 1972 yep. something. 
right? Yeah, pop-up, right? Cool stuff. So here we, are. we both got our buses, and you got to drive these things like this because mm-hmm. the, the wheel yeah. is, like, totally, like, you know, yeah. zero oh, degree angle. Yeah. So it was awesome. And at the time, I had a four-month-old wine we're on our puppy, right, Savannah Jane. Beautiful dog. Awesome dog, right? So we're driving around our buses around town. We stopped around all our friends' houses and everything like that. And coming up to a light, right? He's behind me. And picture this, if you will. Okay? It's a red light. Yeah. And there's a three-lane highway with one turning lane coming up. Right? There's a car in every lane. Okay? So my brakes go out in this big hunk of metal. Yeah. Right? That's like a three-speed shifter. Yeah. And, like, when I say brakes go out, I'm talking right to the floor. Like, cables, oh, yeah. cables yeah, gone. Yeah. Like, it came detached or, yeah. or whatever. Something, something. It's one of those moments where it all happened so quickly, but everything slowed down. Right? Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, yeah. all of a sudden your brain goes into mode of, I need to figure this out. Right? So my first instinct is, okay, I'm going to go all the way to the left, and I'm going to jump that median because I don't see any cars on that side right now, right? So just as I go to and I turn to the left, I kind of catch out of the corner of my eye that the other intersection oh, got the green arrow, and they're going to start becoming my oncoming traffic, and they're not going to see me. They're going to come around that turn, and they're going to see this bus moving, right? So I'm like... I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I start going like this. So I start going like this. I start turning like that. Now, this thing, I'm sure, caught no. a little bit of air. First of all, you weren't turning like this. You were turning like this. Well, no. I'm, <laughs> the I'm wheel's like, about this big. No, yeah. I'm like yeah. like trying to like, you know, because yeah. I'm downshifting the whole time yeah. trying to stop. Okay. Right? So I, I'm like, whatever. Trying to like like that. Right? Now, there's no carpet, no anything in this thing. So it's just, you, if you've yeah. been in the bus, you know yeah. it's just all oh, reverberating of metal. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's been like you're sitting in a tin can. And I just come so close to nailing these cars that are stopped at that light. They had to have seen me do this whole thing, and they're just shitting a brick like, please don't hit me. Right? So I come, and I go, and I get a 90-degree angle, and I jump the curb. I go in between a bus shelter and a light pole. I fit perfectly in between the two. Right? I go over the sidewalk. That's now the corner. Right? And my tires catch in the swale on the adjacent side of the corner. And I stopped. And my dog is on the floor. <laughs> Poor dog. Big eyes, like scratch. Like, she, like I swear to God, if she could, like, the she, her claws would have gone into the metal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I never drove the bus ever again. You got to put brakes in it, man. Well, it, it, I brought it. I sat, it sat in my driveway. And then I ended up selling. We did the motor work. I ended up like, yeah, someone came to me with an offer for, like, four yeah. grand. And I sold it to him. So I made money off it, whatever. I regret that decision yeah. to this day. I, I really, say, especially yeah. when you see how much these things go for now. Yeah, I mean, my plan. I really regret selling my, that bus. My plan is to sell this thing eventually. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I, I, I had this truck before. I, my, my, grandfather had given me the same truck mm-hmm. when I was like fourteen or fifteen. So we fixed it up and we worked on it together, and it was like a cool, like, cool project, you know. And they were like, well, there you go. That's You're driving that to high school. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh I wanted an F-150. Right. <laughs> and they were like, 
Yeah, no. No, um, not getting the new truck. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I drove it. It was cool. It was in every parade in high school. It was like, nice. it was legit. Yeah. Soccer team rode in the back. It was fun. What happened to that one? Um, we actually did sell that one. My family sold it. It wasn't ever actually mine. It was just mine to use. Yeah. And then I did get an F-150, I think, late later in high school. But everyone's like, dude, your old truck was legit. And I'm like, yeah, nostalgic. And then I just, actually, this truck just kind of popped into my, uh, uh, I, I was driving. The truck lived at a at a guy down the block from my parents' house. And he had, like, cool old Camaros restored and all these cool cars. He had three boats in his backyard, mm-hmm. like flats boats and sick, like, you know, $100,000 Pathfinders and, or not Pathfinders, Hughes or cool yeah. boats. So, like, one day I see this old truck and I'm like, hey, Want to sell that truck? And he was like, go fuck yourself. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I was trying to offend you. And I'm like, I got a thousand bucks in my pocket. The guy was like, okay, cool. See ya. Like, and uh, the next time I spoke with him, he was like, he was a young guy. You know, he wasn't an older guy. Uh-huh. Um, he says, uh, um, no, seriously, you want to buy that truck? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, Cost me two grand to get it down here from Alabama, and it was, uh, and I paid three grand for it. I'm like, you got five grand in that rust bucket? I'm like, yeah. I gave it a thousand bucks. He took it? <laughs> no, he was absolutely. He you know, wanted this I five grand. I offended back? him. No, I just completely offended him. Right? I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I don't have anything to offer you, man. I'm not giving you five grand for an old dude. Mm-hmm. If you steal this thing, it was, it was a turd. So at that point, I was like, all right, sorry, man. So then like, a couple months go by, and I had heard he got in trouble. I guess he's one of those dudes that shoots his gun up in the <laughs> middle of the night. Right? So, one of those guys. One of those dudes. Um, you know those guys, John, yeah. don't you? You hang out with those guys. I guess know? he popped his gun off a few times in the middle of the night, and uh, some high school kid had a couple of bullet holes in his car. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in Delray, they have... Um, I guess they have like a pinpoint system where they it's like four antennas and they can tell where the bullet bolts are coming from. I, I actually don't know what the hell I'm talking wait, about. Wait, wait, what? I think this is real. Like they have a system where they can pinpoint where shots are fired. The, the, the police have the this? Police, yes. It's actual technology. What kind of system? It's a technology. It's, it's, it is. It really does. What is it like system. reverberating kind of sensor? I don't thing? know. I'm, I think it's like a system of like four antennas. And then it kind of pinpoints what quadrant it's gonna. And they probably sense something that it's moving actually that fast. It's it's beyond my pay oh my grade God. that I don't know. You know what? Sorry, what man. goes on there? Just, you had so it was actually the best part is. Um, so I get a phone call and the guy's like, "Hey, you still want to buy my truck?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got a thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got a thousand bucks." And he was like, "Come pick it up." And I'm like, "Really?" He's like, come pick it up. You need bail money? And I was like, I guess he was going to prison for a while. <laughs> kind of trouble. Yeah. The, geez, some, uh, you know, some kid got his car shot up or something. He was popping bullets off a of hammered. Probably had a couple of IPAs. Session ale. Decided he was going to pop a couple of rounds off. So long story, uh, I go to pick up this truck and I ask my brother, I'm like, hey, come help me. I had that Jeep back in the day. And, uh, I'm like, does it run? He's like, well, it ran when I parked it. I'm like, here we go. 
And uh, he goes, might as well take all those. He opens up his garage, and there's just a stack of boxes in there. And it's all chrome parts and, you know, head, headlight bezels and, you know, parts to this old truck that are brand new, like ready to roll. Must have been 20 boxes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, take that shit with you, too. So I was really? like, okay. I'm like, tell my brother, I'm like, load it, load it, load it. <laughs> you know, we're loading all this shit in. And I drag it to my parents' house with my Jeep. I mean, that thing is pure metal. It must right. weigh, you know, three or four. You pulled that thing with your Jeep? Dude, I thought I broke my transmission oh with my the Jeep. God. That's how heavy it was. So we get it to my parents' house, and, um, of course, my brother wrapped the, the toe strap around my brake lines on my Jeep. So, yes, my brake lines went out <laughs> on my Jeep. <laughs> that was another debacle. Yeah. Scary. Scary, yeah. Something you don't ever want to have. Like No, I didn't yeah. like driving that Jeep 30 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. The thing was sketchy. So long story, yeah, I ended up with this old truck. Um, my idea was I'll throw a couple grand into it, get it ready, and then a buddy of mine was like, let me help you paint it. And he was what I thought was a painter. No, he was not a painter. <laughs> oh, there should be a narrator. There should be a narrator in my life on a daily, you know, when the narrator's like, he was not a good painter. <laughs> so... Uh, Were you trying to spray paint the truck? No, we actually sprayed it. We actually did it the right way. And, you know, we sanded it down to bare metal. I mean, I've got crazy photos of this thing. And I had an idea. Of what, I had this, like, inspo photo of, like, some stupid Pinterest photo. And um, I'm like, that thing is insane. It's probably, like, $100,000 worth, you know, in, in the picture okay. that you didn't see. And then I'm like, all right, let's lipstick on this pig and <laughs> make this thing sick. And, yeah, it didn't. Um, but it's cool. It's got like a flat paint job. I didn't want a fancy truck. I wanted like, we're going to Home Depot. We're going to throw sod in the back of this mahogany bed. Yeah. So that's all I kind of wanted. Other people you just want to roll in style. I it? just want to roll it. Sweaty. Yeah. You know, no AC. Should be awesome in Florida. A buddy of mine made the seat for me. It's like, you know, like calf skin. It's like pig skin suede. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got a cool look. I was looking like like American, you know red wheels and big you know put these big white walls on it it's cool it's cool no looking. it's it's a it's a cool From truck 20 feet it's cool get in that <laughs> get in that bitch <laughs> driving it it's rough man you know take your oh you should let me draw the draw the truck and uh, i would love and, that and we'll put some wood coming out of the back and we'll do the fro wooden tuna workshop shirt you had me let me draw the truck yeah yeah let's do that all right i'm in that'd be cool 100%. i like that i mean yeah yeah the, um, awesome. So I was thinking about all these. Um, I got the townie now, right? Yep. So for those of you that don't know, I got a new bike, right? Uh, but it was you that really kind of like hooked me into this whole townie thing. So I just didn't want you to go wrong with like we're we're like dad age. We're we're yeah. we're now like hey, let's go relive our BMX days. We're built for comfort, not for yeah. speed. We're not trying to like get on a mountain bike and possibly right hurt ourselves so although my buddy jason gascoigne he's like trying to like get me all in this new bmx bike that he wanted to get and we're like the same age and he's like yeah he's like i wanted to get one like this for just hanging around and then i wanted to do one where i could do like wheelies and shit i'm like dude you're not 16 years old what are you 40, thinking i'm 43 years old yeah. i do a wheelie right now that's what i mean follow my arm 
Yeah. They're it's not just, like Jason is like, chop you know, it off. They're not going to try to save right, the arm. Like the Tiger King girl. Yeah, there you go. Right. Girl. Sorry. Yeah, right. She, she, had a, <laughs> she was transition. Transitional. Yeah, I don't want to get in that talk. I don't want to get that talk's not for me. No, you, you know, we're, we're not going to go there. No, we're not. That's, that's an open and shut case. Yeah. Sorry. We're going another beer, though. There you go. So I got the townie, and I'm thinking I get this thing, right? So it's a beautiful bike. It's a beautiful bike, but the first one, the gray one. I know that's what you wanted. That's the one I wanted. Yeah. So, But I still love this one. Yeah. Right? So I got the red one. So I'm going up to, I get off at North Lake Boulevard. Yeah. 95. Oh, you're up, up by me, huh? Yeah. Up there. yeah, and it was like kind of like not like the best the area hood? I start like creeping into. It's not called that. It's called Riviera Beach. Were you in Riviera Beach? Riviera Beach, maybe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get like jumped. I don't yeah. know, right? So, but then he's like, when you get to the gate. I don't think it would take a lot. Call of me. So I was like, all right. Home. So I'm like, all right, or at least there's a gate, right? So I said, pick a common area. And at first it was Starbucks and turned out not to be a Starbucks. After that, it was like a gate. So I'm like, man, they're going to hear about this on the news. So he's like, all right. He's like, I'm coming up to the gate. He's like, just wait at the gate. So I'm like, what the hell? You're not going to let me in your complex just to like, at least come into your house, you know, whatever. You're going to see Debo ride through. (laughs) That's my bike, punk. (laughs) Right. And he was in his 60s. And he just comes riding like this, holding my bike, right? He rode the bike. You know, he was bike. riding his own bike, but he was like towing his bike, the new bike. That's the for sure. Right. I just jacked this bike. And I was like, oh, shit, when I saw that. Right. And he comes rolling up with this thing, and it was banged up. It was not like the pictures. And I noticed I even went back and looked at the pictures after like, when I got home. He had strategically taken all the pictures to where just where all the, the banged up parts were. We're not in the pictures. Like, and I was like. The last guy that was riding that bike was like. Yeah. My, look at my cool bike. And then Debo took his bike. <laughs> Correct. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm not buying this bike. He goes like this. Okay. And he just goes to like turn around and like leave. He wanted like 380 bucks for this thing. Right. So I was like, oh man, I was so bummed out. Cause like I drove all the way up there in the yeah. middle of like coronavirus and like all that shit, like the, an hour north of me. And like braving the whole yeah. situation, and yeah. I was like, "Man, they run into that dude." So, wait, did he have a mask on or anything? No, he didn't. That's why I didn't even go near him. I'm like, I took a look at the bike, yeah, and yeah. I didn't touch the bike. I didn't go near him. I'm like, I'm not buying that bike, dude. Yeah, I'm like, go. See you later. Okay. So then the next day, I listen, but the story the story turns extremely positive. So there's the other one, the red one. So I said to this this girl, I'm like, hey. I'm like, this just happened to me. Can you please send me more pictures of the bike? Because yeah. I don't want that to happen again. And it turns out she was like the sweetest thing, right? Nicest lady. She got a family and husband, right. kid, and everything like that. And it turned out to be the most amazing experience, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Thank you. I'll come get it. She's like, all right, well, I'm holding it for you. Other people are asking. So you definitely want it. I go, yeah. She goes, all right, cool. Then it's yours. I'm like, awesome. And I said, well, listen, full disclosure, because I know the online thing could be shady. After the day before, I want to be like, all right, now this is kind of like shady. So I'm like, my name is Dennis Real. Here's my website, just so you know who's coming to see you, Mm -hmm. right? So then she was like, she looked at my website. She's like, oh, my God, you're an artist, blah, blah, blah. We love marine art. We love fish art. We have all over our house and everything like that. And turns out they ended up buying, like, a bunch of stuff on my site that I ended up, like, hand-delivering to them. 
and oh, then awesome. it was like a whole big cool moment. I remember seeing the photo online, and I was like, yeah, and they were super out, nice had people. A brand new bike. Yeah. 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 Why did they sell the bike? Because it was their parents. They had two actually. They had the memory. If you know the yeah. picture, they had the two. It was the the female bike and the male bike. It was a, his and her set, and it was their parents, and they just weren't riding them. Liz wasn't. And like, they live in Acreage. Liz wasn't like, "Where's my townie?" Well, I asked her if she wanted the one. She's like, "No, I don't want it." And, and that one already sold though. Uh-oh. By the time I had yeah. contacted them, so they live in Acreage, and half the roads up there are dirt. And they said it wasn't yeah. good for the dirt. So that's it. So I got a new bike. Nice. So now I have it, and I'm that's like looking to trick it out. Pretty snazzy bike. Yeah. All right, you can get pretty wild. There's there's a couple places you can. So go. I got the townie expert with me here, just so people uh, people. Nah, well, in I my mind, like you're a bike rider, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, well, if we were for townies, you fit the bill. I mean, I had a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're awesome, man. They're great bikes. We've I've never had. It. I, I you know what? It's more of a dad bike where you you know you don't have to try so hard. It's got gears. It's comfortable. You don't get off the bike and you're like, ah, oh, I think the thing broke my butt bone. You yeah, know, like yeah. I, and you were just ta- you were talking about your cool idea. Don't give it away on the rate on online. Or Which cool idea? You know, oh, with the, with the, oh, with the yeah, butt pouch. Butt pouch. That's what I'm gonna call it. Yeah. Butt pouch. That's pretty. You should, I guess I guess I should have trademarked little, that before. You gotta do a little poor man's patent and email that right. to yourself. Right? right. Well, it's on. We're gonna go live. Oh, so okay. you know, we got a digital footprint on the poor man's <laughs> patent. So I'm gonna call it the butt pouch, and it's gonna yeah. be the connected by water butt pouch. Nice for you townies mean, only. You just put like a shark eating someone's butt. Seat. Yeah, just look like it. There you go. Or, or a, like a shark biting a chicken in the ass, like a butt pouch. Yeah, that's right. Cool. I like it. I like where you're going with this. All right. Work in progress. There used to be a bar when I was a kid on the water. Actually, did you go to that bar a lot when you were a kid? Well, maybe with my dad when we <laughs> said we were going fishing. Okay. <laughs> I don't think my dad took me fishing after that. Um, uh, I think it was called Shooters on the water. The one here in Fort Lauderdale? No, there was one in like Boynton. Oh, there was? Yeah. And it was, uh, it was like, it was like the 80s, man. It was like wet, she, wet t-shirt contests and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, they did that at this shooter's here, yeah. too. That's why, yeah. So I remember going there, and uh, <laughs> so I just <laughs> lost the point of my story. But uh, So how old were you? I was a kid. I was a kid. Hanging out with the wet t-shirt contest? No, we went, we went with my, like, my uncles and, you know, my dad and... And it wasn't supposed to be like uh, I think fishing sucked. I think they just sucked at fishing. Okay, sorry, Dad. But um, I remember going there and we're like, "All right, cool." We're in the pool, get home. My mom's like, "How's fishing?" <laughs> I judged the bikini contest. I was, you know, I was in the pool, and they were like, "I think my dad, I think I've disappointed my dad ever since." <laughs> No, Son, you're never coming yeah. fishing with me ever again. Yeah, learn how to fish on your own, bro. Wow. So, yeah. that. so you really judge a bikini contest when you were a kid? I remember, yeah. I think it was with my uncle. Um, I won't say his name on the... Threw him under the bus. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was cool. It was a cool place. But what made me think of that is I remember the seats, the bar seats, were actually animals' asses. And when you when a person sat in the bar stool, uh-huh. the rest of the animals legs were in the seat I mean, let me say that again they were sitting on like like say like a zebra's ass mm-hmm. and they're like there would be someone sitting in the bar stool and you would just see a zebra's ass sitting, so it looks like at the, the bottom, bottom it was different animals yeah i remember that that's cool 
pretty wild. It was a wild bar. Florida's got some interesting things like that. Stories some, like classic. Story. Yeah. Like and I was told weird, was like, odd. And, that's, and I think we're still trying to live off that reputation. Of course. Of like the oddity now state. There's Florida man. Yeah, there's Florida man, and yeah. the, there's just all these things that you know, all these like lost Florida like gimmick places that used to be around. But. They were cool, man. I mean, there was. I don't think we had the tourism we had have now. Mm-hmm. Um, knock on wood that that comes back. Right. Um, well, I mean, you know, listen, I, I think Florida's in an interesting position right now. Because and we've we've talked about it on the show a few times where we're at this kind of critical mass moment with our water in oh, our state yeah, and aware. our growth and then what yeah. the concrete is doing to our state and because people can blame big sugar all you they want the runoff and the, you know what I mean but just people moving here into the state in general yeah. is affecting the quality of the water and you know we're seeing we have sewage issues in in um. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale, like big time sewage issues in Fort Lauderdale. Like yesterday with the, just a little bit of rain that we got. Yeah. And the runoff and like we hadn't had yeah. rain here in a while. That's so scary. And then all of a sudden with all this rain, I mean, it's got to be doing bad things. All that runoff's going, all that stuff that had settled onto the ground, all it could become runoff and goes right into the water. Megan and I, a long time ago, took a, we took an airboat ride out to, out like Loxahatchee. It was like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a fun um, turn into a debacle, but I think the I think the uh, manifold, the exhaust manifold, had fallen off at one point. I'm like, wow, is it supposed to be this loud? It's really loud. Like you could feel it, you know. Really. But um, the guy would stop the boat every once in a while and kind of gave us like a lesson. He could tell like a like lesson. He, he was kind of like giving us. He was pretty adamant about his. Um, I guess he wasn't supposed to share his views because. It wasn't his boat, and he worked for a company, and he grew up there, and it was his, it was his home spot, and he was basically saying how it's really not Big Sugar's fault, but a lot of it has to do with all the farming, and the chemicals they've used to farm, and what happens is all that he- all the heavy metals sink to the bottom of the Everglades, and then when we get these cold spells, which it was cold that day, we took a cold airboat ride. <laughs> Uh, the broken the, manifold. <laughs> it was so loud. Uh, the water flips, you know, you know, like a low yeah. tide. Mm-hmm. Kind of have that. And he was explaining. He's like, because we have so many people moving to Florida, we don't have enough water. Right. Right. The amount of consumption that we're that it takes. He was saying that they're starting to dig in to that layer of heavy metals, and I think like Loxahatchee has a definite cancer um, connection with you know a lot of the people that live out there mm-hmm. um, they, they have this illness really um, yeah is that something that's and like they're, they're kind of developing right now I mean you know there's a lot you can't really say that I don't know if it's developing but it's been there and they don't talk about it mm-hmm. um, which I'm not familiar with Loxahatchee very well very much, but I, I, I'm aware of, there's an issue with the water. Well, I'm going to um, look into that. Yeah. And then <clears throat> um, another story is one of my favorite rums, which I used to drink a lot of, um, no judging, uh, is Florida Cana. Mm-hmm. It's Guatemala. 
Yeah. Right? And I guess I read a story. I think it was on Vice or something. Is that Guatemala or Nicaragua? Nicaragua. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. I'm sorry. I I did that wrong. Uh, I read the story from Vice, and they were basically saying how, you know, the average age of the town is 38 years old. And everyone had renal failure in the town, right? What's renal failure? That's kidney failure. Like your your kidneys are giving out for some reason. Why, Why is that? Why is that happening in the town? And it was basically the the rum company was, um, dude, it was insane. It's like palatial estates. You see these big Jurassic Park doors open, you know, and you roll into the into the rum factory, and it's beautiful and everything's perfect. But outside of these little town, these towns, they were all dying, man. They're all like max age was like thirty eight years old. Mm-hmm. So it was a problem, like, but nobody talked about it because they're like oh florida Kanye rum is here this is what we all do this is who we work for yeah so wow it's kind of was scary. there there was a connection there then there's definitely a story there yeah yeah wow so yeah it's i mean that's that's florida think about it i mean how much stuff so that's where we're at now that's where we're at right? because if you you know we always kind of claim here that florida is the last pioneer of of the united states yeah yeah because ever because we've Everything that's been developed frontier, here is fairly yeah. new. Last frontier. Um, so everything here is like fairly new compared to the rest of the country, the rest of the world. Yeah. Like where our develops were development times were the 50s, the 60s, 70s. Right. right? We're not overdeveloped. We're not like yeah. industrial. It's fairly we new get, history. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's reasons for that. Right. Um, but we're at that point now. We're like, oh, you know, there's a reason that we didn't build here early on this we're at critical mass. We yeah. really are. And part of the solve to that is some of the things that the government has been doing recently, you know, with buying off the land, not allowing you to develop yeah. and everything. Like that. There's been great moves by DeSantis on that front. Yeah. We've talked about that until yeah. we're blue in the face on the show. But what's the answer? Because we can't really close the state. Jeff, um, our friend Jeff Maggio that comes on the state says, oh, he wants no vacancy sign on the state. And like, well, that's unrealistic maybe, like, because people are still going to move here. You're never going to be able to stop people from moving into a state. You can't stop people. Right. You can't stop it. So, like, what's the answer? Well, you know, regulation. And I think the United States in general is probably the best in the world or one of the best in the world at balancing preservation of, of land and, you know, keeping up with, like, EPA standards and, and also, also, but not having to halt development. Because there are other countries, like, say, for example, New Zealand, probably do a better job than we do environmentally. But they're also not going to get involved with industry or development like we are either. Yeah. They don't have the population to sustain that we have to sustain. Like, different, there's different factors involved in that. But Florida's in an interesting spot because we have to make really some hard, tough decisions now. That's our water source, man. That's like, right. I mean, you can't have life without water. Correct. Like, what are people going to live on? Yeah, I mean, so just consumption alone, I think we're over the, over the, overloading our water. Um, I don't know how to say the that. The consumption of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, we're for sure. over consuming the water. I don't know how to really say that, but. Um, being very wasteful, Ben. Oh, that one came out good. Yeah, it's nice. 
Thanks, man. Thanks for having me out here. This is awesome. You having fun? You want to explain this big giant sword bill and how much that thing weighed? So, yeah, well, it's, it's probably about a what a two hundred pound sword. Um, maybe one fifty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, about like I'd say around two hundred. Yeah. You guys are looking at a bill, and you can tell me how much it weighs. Yeah. What are you guys like scientists? Um, John's a scientist. He just doesn't <laughs> like talking about it. <laughs> so. This this also is one of these things where it's like I don't really paint swordfish bills, yeah. but I have like twenty of them here at the studio, yeah. and no one's no one's really like going, hey, paint the swordfish bill. I'm gonna give you a bunch of money. You know what I mean? Because I don't really I don't normally do it's that. Not your right? thing. So, but I was always like, oh, you know what? I got this nice swordfish bill, and I'm gonna paint it for fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but this is kind of just proves that I never do anything for myself. Oh yeah. Everything's always yeah, yeah. tied to a project. It's like when's the last time you made a table for yourself or whatever, you know. Um, I I uh I, I screwed up and I was I had all these cool walnut live edge pieces. And uh I think Megan had come to my shop at one point and was like, Who are these for? And I'm like, Not for you. <laughs> you know, like, keep it moving. And uh I think um I th- think i had made her a deal i'm like you come to the shop you want to make it you want a dinner table we got a big table like this you want a table you come here and help me make it mm-hmm. right and i'm like well, she'll never last dude she made me make this giant table. <laughs> really <laughs> we were there for a week <laughs> she helped you yeah she's awesome dude she was using all like these fancy german tools and job begging yeah she was she did good um it was uh it honestly it's a beautiful table it's a big Walnut live edge table. It's got mm-hmm. a big, you know, weird edge. And uh, uh, man, I would hire her. That Wahoo painting I have going on right now. Yep. That's like the first painting that I've done, and I can't remember how long that wasn't by customer request. Like I'm starting it's this painting nice. on my own. Yeah, kind of nice. Yeah. And that that's why I was telling you, Harris. I think that's where you do. I think that's kind of where you do your. I hate to say it, but your best work is always like. You don't, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have an end game. Like, it doesn't, it's not really like, you didn't, not because you didn't do it for someone, but more, um, hey, I want to do this, you know? What, what is the customer like? I don't know. This is what it looks like. This mm-hmm. is what it feels like. I think, um, I think I do better work. I do, I, I think I do better work when I'm doing it with the intention of doing it right. Mm-hmm. Versus, man, I have five days to be done with this thing. I, I don't have, you know, I, I'm, I'm um, not not that I'm cheating it, but like, man, I could make this so much cooler if we did it like this. You know? Right. Yeah. Whenever the whenever customers give me like full reign or whatever, that's usually when, you know, and I don't mind putting in the extra time. Yeah. At that it's point, it's rare. We're like, oh, cool. They're, they're they're, right. They wanted their their goal at this is the best possible yeah. work that I can do, and they trust me to do it. You know right. what I mean? That's you know, dear customer out there. Yeah. That really is the best way to, when you're dealing with anyone creatively. Yeah. It's just like give them like a little bit of direction on where to like a starting point. Of course. But leave the rest up to them. Yeah. That's why you hired them in the first right, place. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I agree you with you. you. I just micromanage don't, that stuff. I don't get and, the I get the micromanage. I get I get a kinda you know, I had an older older gentleman tell me one time, uh, when a customer asks you for a blue nose give them a blue nose mm-hmm. and it that stuck with me because i was like what the hell is a blue nose uh it makes sense to me now because 
when they ask for something, just give them exactly what they want. Right. And sometimes I fight it. I'm like, no, this isn't cool. Mm-hmm. It's cooler if I do it my way, you know? And a lot of times, um, there's a, I mean, there's a couple of family households out there um, that literally have kept me alive, actually, through the corona thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bo and Chelsea, they're, they're friends of mine. They, they have... Uh, they literally hire me for everything, and they they love everything I do. So, you know, big countertops or, you know, a bar top or whatever. And they're like, hey, make sure you put the wooden tuna stamp on that. Oh, nice. And I'm like, no, man, this is a beautiful countertop. You want me to stamp this thing? And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, stamp it right over there. <sighs> and I fight it. You know, I'm like, no, man, like you want somebody to walk in your house and see a tuna in your corner of your thing? It's like burned in, you know? I'm like. Eh. But I get it. Absolutely, though. I get it. No, I, I'm flattered. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of like, no, let's keep it nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you, you, you do a lot of interesting things, too. Yeah. We, we met because, or I guess we did yeah, meet we that did. way, because of the framing for, for yeah. the artwork. But then I noticed all the other amazing things you do. Like, we were talking, like, before you came in here, this thing called the mud room that you built. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I was impressed. I was like, man, that's, and then you built staircases. And, you know, all, pretty all, kinds much. Of, all kinds of different things, and you just figure it out. I figure it out, man. I mean, again, fixing your mistakes. Yeah. You know, just, I think that's yep. probably 50% of the of the equation is, you know, measure twice, cut three times, throw that board away, cut it again the right size, and then use that board for something else. Fix your mistakes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, always, I can't tell you how many times... I thought, you know, that you would, like, go off the path from what the customer wanted because you felt it was like, yeah. I and I it, did that with you the first time. And, you are like, I just want a cool little trophy thing, a little frame thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like walnut stripes with. Yeah, and it came out yeah, killer. It was cool. But, you know, sometimes you'll go off on that path. You'll be like, man, the customer is going to be stoked on this. And they're like, I don't like that at all. And you're yeah, like, heartbroken. I've had that before. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you're not going to make everyone happy. That's just life. That's it. This is life. That's it. And I mean, you if you know, dwell on it, you know, I, 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 so there's times when I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I'll rebuild it, you know? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, yeah, but the first one was the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And Definitely. I'm like, you can't, um, you can't always expect everybody to get your vision or, or, you know, like a lot of times there's people that ask me to do stuff for their house and I'm like, yeah, um, it doesn't really add value to your house, to be honest with you. Like, I'm literally talking them out of giving me money, right? Which is silly, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to come back in a year and go, "Hey, man, this is silly. Why did we make this? Like, yeah. Let's change it." I'd rather kind of go logical, sensible. You want people you know, at the end of the day after to, to, to feel satisfied with the work that Absolutely, you did, with, did yeah. for them and also the product that you, the product that you gave Absolutely, them. You know, yeah. I'll do that all the time where I'll yeah. talk people out of what would be a bigger job for me just because at the end of the day, you want the customer to be satisfied. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you don't want them to feel like they got swindled six months down the road or like, why the hell did this dude sell me like so many shirts or why, you know what I mean? Or right. I didn't really need to do a mural. I could have wrapped that or, you know, oh, you right, know? Right, right. And I ended up paying like 10 times as much because he hand painted it. You know what I mean? Where I would be like, you know what? You could wrap that 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We could do all the artwork on the computer. Like I can just hand paint these little right. things. We can arrange on the computer and it's going to cost you a quarter as much as it was me for right. me to sit there and hand paint that thing. Yeah. I always got to tell a customer that I'm like, Oh, you can wrap that. Some people do want, well, some people want the hand painted. So if they like, really wanted at that point, at least you said your piece. Yeah. They're different. They're like, I don't want what everybody else can have. I yeah. want, I'm elitist. Yeah. And I, I like those guys too. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Yeah. Those are, those are bread and butter. That's guys. John's like that. <laughs> elitist elitist yeah john hasn't said much today no he's no i have not taking my notes sleepy he's... afternoon yeah. after those donuts yeah after the donuts oh yeah was that a crispy cream in there what was that that's jupiter donuts oh jupiter donuts yeah mm-hmm. that's supposed yeah. to be legit I, I try to stay away from the donuts i don't know if you saw this you're looking good yeah i've been been to the captain van Dellen and john van Dellen was in earlier this morning and he brought some champagne and donuts and Oh, a nice gift. That's how that's how the Bayless crews run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they the mimosas go. in the morning, beer in the afternoon. It's fancy lifestyle, man. Yeah, I'm in a dirty wood shop in the afternoons most times. So this is like luxury to me. I'm having an IPA. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I don't even know what this thing is at this point. I got this. So my buddy Micah came in on the podcast and brought a whole ton of this beer. I still have some left over, and this is from the. Um, was it the Florida Keys Brewing Company? Oh, cool. This is awesome. I think. Uh, yep. Down there, a mar- mile marker 81.6 says it right here on the label. So it's a very good homegrown. I would love to there. go down the Keys again. And yeah. I can't wait. Well, they open June 1st. Next week. Yeah. I'm excited for that. You know what? I hope that um, you know, this has got had to have been actually nice for a lot of the retired locals down there. I, yeah. It probably was, definitely was not nice for the people that own small no. businesses that relied on, you know, I think everyone tourism for for their income and everything like that. But for the retired folk that live down there, they're probably loving it with no traffic. Like, mm-hmm. Wow, you want to go to breakfast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, be, we'll be done in thirty minutes. We'll right, grab breakfast. Um, you but, know, normally waiting in a line at every little stop. I think the last time I went to the Key West was um, about two years ago, and it was I want to say after a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, after Irma. After Irma. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, man, Key West was like it was like cleaned out like all the riffraff, and everyone that was there was happy to be there. We went to some fantastic restaurants. I mean, like there's a you could do just like a little map of some of the coolest restaurants. There was a uh, like a fish house. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, they're unloading fish. I mean, it, it's. Key West is a cool town, man. To see, f- it's a tourist town, but it's a cool place. Yeah, we stayed in this cool little, um, small little hotel right on the water, right on the wharf. Uh, Megan usually sets all this stuff up and was like, "We're going to the Keys." I'm like, "All right, let's go." You know, mm-hmm. but um, man, that was the that was one of the best vacations I've ever had, man. It was, uh, and you're like you're like, we've been everywhere, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite part about Key West is, is it's not like. The nightlife. It's breakfast. It's breakfast. It is the best place in the world to get breakfast. Yeah. I mean, places like Blue Heaven and and, and Pepe's and places like that. It is the best. Like, you wake up and you stroll out. You get that cool island breeze blowing. You flip-flop it to some breakfast place. We were in bed by, like, Roosters and stuff like that and and cats all over the place. And it's, like, this real casual, like, outdoor patio settings everywhere you go. Yeah, it would have been cool to be, be there in, like, the 50s. Yeah, well, back in the Hemingway, the yeah. Tennessee Williams days, yeah. and all that. Yeah, 
would have been a yeah no Key West is Key West has definitely got its history and you know it was kind of interesting if you look back at the 80s how it all kind of got gentrified then and then um now it's to the point where i know for a fact that jimmy buffett can't even step foot in the (laughs) town anymore just because he'll get like inundated with people because all the tourists that go there thinking oh Uh, margaritaville jimmy Jimmy buffett's gonna be there yeah and don't we see what if we see jimmy buffett while we're here you know what i mean if he actually shows up then it's like michael jordan yeah you know he can't be seen in that town so he doesn't even go there anymore it's okay. I'm sure he's got an island somewhere. Yeah, no, he's yeah. doing all right. He's yeah, he's doing okay. okay. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. Yeah, that's firsthand knowledge. He's doing fine. Um, he, uh, but you know, Key West itself, it's it's interesting to see, um, how they've been able to hold on to some of it a little bit. You know? Yeah, I think they have to. Yeah, you know, but the Duval Street. I know the locals are like, oh, we don't even go near Duval Street anymore. But, um. June first, when the keys open, it's going to be interesting to see yeah, new, how fast it gets back to because it was starting dynamic. to get really, really overrun and really, be, really crowded down it'll there. It'll be a new dynamic. It's going to be different, you know. Yeah, I mean, they haven't opened bars yet, dude. Here no. in Palm Beach or, right. or Broward, like it's. Why well, didn't they put a, a date for us too? It's like I think it's going to sometime next week. We're going to be like fully open. I'm yeah, not sure. Some places are open, um, like at a limited capacity and yeah. all that. I'm not sure when it's going back to I guess to they're going to see if that we have a there's spike or be, something. I think there's going to be gonna a be limit. Weird. Yeah. It's going to be weird, man. Yeah, it's going to be weird. So that's, so that's it. So my, my whole point I was going to bring up, like June 1st when the Keys opens up, it's like what are going? what's the world's lessons from COVID going to be? You know, because here's the thing. Like we have to open up. We have to work. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah we have to work. Right? It has to happen. There's yeah. no doubt about it because global economic collapse can't happen. Right. Right. But, you know, the virus isn't going away. No. All right. But we just have to, you just got to be smarter and you got to be, you know, because it's not like, you know, people thought, you know, oh, you're going to lay low and stay indoors and it's going to go away. I got the news for you. You can stay inside for a year. It's still going to be around. Because yeah. you're talking about it's worldwide and it's, it's going to keep popping a up. billion people. Yeah. Or billions of people, and it's going to be like little hot spots, little hot yeah, spots, it, little you hot know, spots, it's going to be around. I just saw like Mexico City, yeah, which is like the most densely populated. City, yes, there's more people in Mexico City, city, in world, city than Manhattan. They just they're a hot spot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, like that's like, I don't know, man. I, I think this is a. It's not going to go away. Super eye opening at the same time, and we were, you know, we. I don't know if you remember before this even went down, but it was very, um, uh, you know, there was a lot of turmoil in the world. And then this happened, and now everyone's worried about this. So, mm-hmm. people. What about all the other problems? What yeah, happened what about them? Yeah, yeah. yeah, just like that. Yep. Gone. And now it was like 9 11. Yeah. yeah oh, we, you... we forgot about it. There was that, like that senator, like Gary Condi, that was like really like all oh, the news was all about him and his aide. Oh, right. Remember right. that? And like and all of a sudden the planes hit the building and no one ever talked about him again. Never again. You know? Like the media always needs that like that story, that they lead just, story. Yeah, media is horrible. But I, I uh, you know, we were talking about Epstein before this all happened. Right. You know? That yep. was. Yep. Shiny new toy here. Yeah. But we're, it was a gonna, pretty big shiny toy. We're going to, we're going to deal with this i think for a while until people we're we're already sick of it i mean people are freaking out man Mm -hmm. and that's not good 
No. I mean, and if you look at the true statistics of what's going on, the reality of the situation, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. you know, it's it's really, now we know what this thing is. I just, I just you, saw. You really do. I just saw um, uh, the Bahamas to go over, you need to have your. It's all that. You need uh, to get tested and have, have proof. Have a, mm-hmm. Certificate of test, right, that you're negative. And you also have a... It's to be within a certain time frame, too. Yeah. And uh, a couple of buddies of mine um, zipped over uh, kind of like a like a tuna mission uh, during about a month ago. Uh, zipped over, got caught in some weather, and had to literally sit, uh, you know, sit in 20 feet of water outside the Bahamas. And uh, and they had asked for a safe, safe haven. Safe harbor. Safe harbor, sorry. Yeah. And... Uh, I guess, um, I mean, they slayed the tunas. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and they were like, all right, let's go back. They never had to cross into the Bahamas. They never, you know. And um, they kept pushing, pushing, pushing for like a couple hours, and they couldn't get back, and then they zipped to the Bahamas and hung out till the storm blew over, then zipped over, got home 9 o'clock at night. It was a little bit scary. Had to report their tunas? I'm sure. I'm sure they did all the right things. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're legit captains. Hey. Um uh, but man, it was a ghost town coming back. They said it was like, you know, yeah, no law sitting at the inlet. You know, nobody. They just zipped around in. Nobody I, waiting. I heard them for Bermuda. That when you get there, and I think I think they're they're factoring in your travel time. Okay. Um, that you're not allowed on the island. You have to quarantine for two weeks. You're not allowed on on the island. And um, you, so basically, you can go there, and you can anchor off. Oh right, okay. right, and, and you gotta sit off, and the you beach. can fish their waters, and all that. But you're not allowed on land. You can't touch that's land. Gonna be, that's gonna be Bahamas too. I bet. Yeah, and then if, like, say you get there, and you've been there for four days, right? So you factor in what your two days chug time, and then or however long it takes to get the you know, out of there and urban. Um, and then you've been there for four days, so you're like six days into your quarantine, and your owner flies in. Yeah. Your whole boat, including yourself, your quarantine starts over. Damn. So pretty much no one's going to Bermuda right now. Yeah. It's gonna be a change of uh things are different. Things are so I and I hate the term new normal. No, because no. to me that's that's smoke and mirrors for yeah. we're trying to change the world the way you know we've done things or we, we want to do things I but i don't think it'll ever be normal it's uh it's just, this is always going to be a factor i think this kind of opens the door for i mean you you hear people getting the flu you know for yeah. years dying from the flu a lot of people die from the flu mm-hmm. we we no no one ever like panicked right like we all just well that's that was my point with earlier with saying i, I think at this point we kind of know what it is yeah. You know, and we know how to handle it. In the very beginning, we didn't. Everyone was really scared shitless. So we I like, went on a cruise in January. You did? Really? Yeah. I got to go. Podcast <laughs> is over. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how sick I was back in January? I yeah. was going to say yep. in November. Yep. I was really, really sick. Yeah. I had a fever for like five, six days. Yeah, Megan yeah. and I both got sick. And actually, in October, both of in October, November, we both got sick. And, um, and then we came home from the, we went on a cruise in January. Which I, I'm not a cruise person, but it was awesome. It was insane. It was, um, 
we get back from on February second. It was the Super Bowl. We go to the Super Bowl party, and I'm like, man, I don't feel good. I didn't even drink at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was a huge pool party. Went home and uh, closed my garage for like two weeks. My neighbors, I think my neighbors were like, "Are you mad at me, bro?" And I'm like, "No, it's sick." Mm-hmm. You don't open your garage. Are you really mad at me? And I'm like, no, man, I'm sick. And then all those guys got sick too. Really? Yeah. So we're. I'm actually. I'm actually. I want to go get an antibodies test because I. Know, yeah, I was just going to ask if either I one know. of you did that at all. I'm no, ready, not yet. I'm ready to do it, man. I, I think that. Um, uh, yeah, Justin did it just to do it the other day, or like last week, and it came back. Nothing. He was all bummed out about it. I'll be bummed. I'll be he, was, bummed. he was hoping he had it. Yeah. I'll be bummed if I if it's negative because yeah. uh, there's no way. Actually, Megan went to the doctor in November. Or I'm sorry, in February. And um, they go, we don't know what you have, but mm-hmm. we're sending you home with antibiotics and a Z-pack. And a, right. So it was it was pretty sick. Here's some hydrochloroquine. We heard. <laughs> I think they were like, take a Z-pack. It'll kill anything. Yeah. I, you know, there's evidence, I think, that, that it was here for longer than, yeah. you know, suspected. But yeah. I hate even talking about this stuff, man. It just I know. It it's tough not to, though. It is. I, I mean, it's really hard us. not to. Because I think it's stuck with us for another year. Like, I think we're going to be talking about this for. No, yeah, it'll be a couple of years. I think yeah. so. I and think with not, each. Not like this. Not yeah, particularly you, in yeah. this situation, but, but it'll be around up, yeah. for a few years. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, with, with each passing month. Everything seems to change. Yeah. It keeps getting a little better, a little better, I just a little better. Saw, like news coverage of uh, Lake of the Ozarks or Ozarks or something. Mm-hmm. I see this video of like everybody in the I'm pool. Like, Look at this party, man! It's awesome. <laughs> and then at the same time, I'm like, oh, they're gonna get in trouble. They're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> they're gonna get in trouble. They're they're not social distancing. You know, so. at Daytona. What? You oh, see, the beach. You, you see the beach thing at Daytona? No, I didn't see it. There was like they always show some like foreign, some foreign beach, and then they're like Jacksonville, <laughs> and I'm like that's not that's not Jacksonville. No, no, no. This is different. So there was a video. Do you know the video I'm talking about? No. Today? Try right. and find it. Yeah, yeah. You got to show this because they opened up, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Wow, Daytona." There's a group of individuals. We'll just say yeah. <laughs> a large group of individuals. Right. On there, I don't know if they call it A1A up there. I guess it's still A1A. Yeah, I think it's A1A. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's A1, on A1A, stopping traffic, right? Because this gentleman gets out of the sunroof of, looked like a Crown Victoria or something. I don't know what it was. Crown Vic's got sunroof? Or maybe something. That <laughs> it might have been custom. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It was Daytona, a white large car. In Daytona, they do. It was, it was, it was a, the, Ghetto bird helicopter, yeah. like kind of yeah. catching everything, and it was a police video. And they the police leaked the video because they want to show everyone, don't do this. Yeah. And the dude is literally throwing money out of the roof of his car, oh. which caused a huge crowd of yeah. people to come over because they all wanted, yeah, you know, they were probably just dollar bills too. Who knows? But yeah, he's throwing money out of the that top. That was of the a roof stimulus. Of the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stimulus check going out the roof. They turn the stimulus, yeah. bro. So the cops are like, uh. I think this guy's throwing money out of the top of his car. I didn't see Dispatcher's like, that. can you repeat that? What? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, stopped all traffic. This happened like last that. week. I didn't see anything. I'm not kidding. That. I don't know if the guy, if I'll there was a camera there, they're trying to film some like 
B, be B reality. roll for like a video, uh, it's reality video? TV or something. Yeah. Something, but the reality is, you know what's weird is uh, they mean, weren't I, social distancing. Have you guys ran out of stuff to watch on TV? Absolutely, I've reached the end of Netflix. We've reached the end of the interwebs. Yeah. I rewatched Game of Thrones all oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I rewatched everything. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so it got that bad for you? It's you rewatched Game of Thrones? It's an argument at, at home where like <laughs> like here you find something to watch and then you know it's like, ends up on like some rom-com thing that Megan picks out. Oh my god, we just had a rom-com <laughs> situation. <laughs> so yeah, so last night like my wife puts on failure to launch. Matthew McConaughey, no and I was fine with it. No chance. <laughs> I was watching. Oh watched it. I was. I was doing an illustration for the magazine, right? I'm like, oh yeah, and she put it on in the background. I'm like, I was like drawing. We were watching Failure Launch. We've really watched everything. We've watched everything. And like the things we haven't watched are just like garbage. Uh, there's we, so much trash. In it. There's a lot of trash. Yeah, this is. They're just putting. But I mean, I I don't know if they're still producing stuff to be. There's got to be a backlog of stuff that's got to be coming through, like, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know, but I'm gonna start searching out like old sitcoms from the '80s. I'm just gonna start <laughs> rewatching like Cheers, yeah, and you know, stuff I mean, like that. Yeah. I love Cheers, Norm. It's great. I, I went back and I watched an episode. And I'm like, oh man, it made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, go back and watch an episode of Cheers. You'll be all surprised, right, man. Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I've watched a bunch of old. Megan's movies. from Boston, old. right? You're saying, yeah, yeah. So she, does she like Cheers? I mean, I'm sure she does. She's a, she's a throwback, man. She likes all the old stuff. Yeah, there you go. She likes Start watching old, Cheers. Old stuff. That, that's my suggestion to you. Yeah. Do -do -do -do. So, so cool. So, yeah, I've reached the end of Netflix, and that's it. We're, we're done. And, you know, I mean, I only watch it, like, at the end of the day. Right, because with the two kids and like working here, and I get yeah. home and I get run over by the You're kids. You're about to fall asleep. I'm about to fall You're asleep, and I'm like, series. "When's it going to be my time?" And I always tell Liz, "I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go put on Netflix and go with a vegetable, because that's all I get left." And I'll watch everything till, till I pass out. Yeah, it's, that's it. I mean, I'll fall. I'll be the first person to fall asleep, and I'll also wake up at like midnight, and I'm like wide awake. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat again. Um, yeah. What's next for the wood shop? Um, I've got a, I've got a list of tables. It's funny. This um, <clears throat> COVID nineteen actually, I never got a break. Like everyone, we like, didn't either. We were busier than we've been busier than ever. Um, I, I actually, people were like, "Hey, can you?" Um, I think they're walking around their house and they're like, mm -hmm. it's a good time to put a bar in. You know, that's a good yep. time to do the patio table and Ipe or let's do this. And so it was always creative ideas that people had. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, don't, I can't even order lumber. You know, I get um, some of my uh, purveyors were like, yeah, that'd be awesome, but we don't have a driver's this week you know we we don't have um you know and then on top of that like you know there'd be you know five grand in cabinets sitting in my shop that i'm like i need to install these mm -hmm. and i can't go into their house right so it was like an awkward thing and some people that were um 
we're ordering stuff. We're like, hey, we're ready to get installed, but what's how do we do this? Yeah. And I'm like, close your door. Yeah. Let me go in. I'll do my thing, and then you can wipe everything down when I leave. Right. So it was it was just a little awkward. Yeah, it was it yeah. was kind of weird. Were you? It, the whole thing was just weird. You know, that, it, I think at this point, like we're all like, all right. Yeah, go in and do your thing. Yeah, we'll just go in. It's cool. Hands. Just just be be smart. Wash your yeah. hands and you know don't do anything stupid. Yeah. So, you know, but I th- I th- I really think that's the way to go now. I mean, I don't yeah. th- you, I don't think you need to just the avoid panic. society altogether. The pan- no. Yeah. I mean, I was, the, in the beginning, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh my god, what's happening to the world? You know yeah, what I mean? But now at this all... point, you everything's kind of leveling off. You're like, all right, that's how this thing is. That's we we know how to operate around this thing. What's weird is um. I think I watched Outbreak like the second week of this whole thing. Did you really? Why would you do that? I, it was it was on like, a, like trending, you know. And I'm like, oh, oh, that was a good movie. I'm like, Let's check I this stayed out. away from all. And those then I watched Contagion, it. all that. Oh, yeah, I watched it and I go, why did I watch this movie? <laughs> I think I was up till like two in the morning that night. Like, oh my god, we're all gonna die. Like we are done. And um, it's kind of like watching thing. CNN. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> CNN contagion. Yeah, it's CNN. Just, we're all gonna die. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, so in the long run, I've I've actually I was actually busier through this whole thing because people are walking around their house and like, hey, let's get Ben to do that thing. Mm-hmm. So it was a good thing. I had, like I said, I had some couple of friends that were had just finished a remodel, and then they were like, okay, what are we gonna do about this area? And then they would call me, yeah, hey, dude, come through. And I'm like, you guys have a baby. Little kids, mm-hmm. like I don't want to go in your house. Like I'm wearing gloves. Like the first couple times, I'm wearing gloves and a mask, and they're like, "Take your shoes off," because that's where they all, you know, your shoes are. I'm like, I'm wearing gloves and a mask and no shoes. I'm in this person's house, like installing these like furniture pieces, and I'm like, "Do we really got to do this?" Yeah. So one day I'd like show up with no gloves, you know, like try to operate a drill, yeah, with gloves on. Your glove gets. As soon as you try to lock up a bit, your glove gets driven in the <laughs> thing. And you're like, like three fingers are gone. Like, I can't do this. So it was it was awkward. Yeah, we um, have, we have, we experienced an uptick in business too, because so, we deal mostly with captains. Yeah, and those are the guys those are the guys responsible for all the apparel on the boat and yeah. everything like that. So they're all not fishing because no one's allowed to fish. Man, I you know, and, and uh, I feel for all those guys, man. I feel like a couple of buddies of mine still are, you know. Buddy of mine, Chris, is uh, he's running a you know big old like sixty one something, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's like, well, until my charters come back, right? Um, you know, Megan's whole family they have the uh, the pleasure uh, the cruise boats in mm-hmm. Delray, um, and like they're Lady Atlantic and Lady Delray, like it's hard, man, like. Um, they were like the first people hit like, Hey, no, none of this. You know? mm-hmm. And they're open again. They're running, you know, people are booking charters and yeah, it's like, you got with the fish city. Yeah, exactly. And you got to understand how many people canceled though. Like, mm-hmm. They have weddings and events and corporate events and stuff. So, you know, that's a big, um, that's a big hit to local economies, man. Just, we got hit with the event thing too. Cause if you think we do a lot of the apparel for tournaments and, and seafood right. fests and different things yeah. like that, I can't, we lost a good handful of jobs. Yeah, they, get, they get canceled. So yeah, I had a couple of jobs canceled that were 
bigger that you know they were like hey we're not sure if we can do it and um but you know you think about i don't support that many people mm-hmm. you know and some of these companies they support you know they're small town companies and it, it was just it's just kind of scary it's, it's good to see them starting to come back and mm-hmm. um but you know like the you know the boat captains they're running charters man they're these people don't come back right they're not um you want them to come back but um you know they got to change their whole plan now you know yeah i know that cody holcomb and all those guys they did a real good job with the whole save the charter boats thing yeah. and the initiative that they've been having going on it's a very positive initiative um you know fly's been doing a lot of good work on his podcast over there at the fly zone with kind of yeah. keeping everyone like up and relevant it. and you know alive and blood flowing and all that stuff like that so you know there's the, i think the community has been doing a really good job of pulling together um you know a lot of the pieces that went missing yeah um and they'll come back but it, it's tough for those like you said those customers to actually you know come yeah. back and a lot of those a lot of we get a lot of customers from up north and that's yeah. the place that it was hit the hardest right you know so it's for tough for someone to come in from new york or new jersey to come down and fish as i was driving into the parking lot here i see you know one of the wait staff from the restaurant next door i mean she's in all black i see her like she's got this thing on her side she's got like probably like 20 pins all oh, it's gonna be like 45 beretta like what <laughs> she's got like all these little pins stuck in her in her you know in her book and and she's got a big mask on she's got her hair pulled back and i'm like man that's gotta be tough it's a tough life i feel i you know i've done both those things you know running a charter boat and, and working in restaurants and i look at those people and i go man they're they're going to struggle for a little bit. It's, yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, there's a lot. Even uh, I was thinking the other day, too, about, like, um, the cleaning ladies at the hospital. Dude. Like, they got to clear all the bed sheets and all that in, in the ICU, and they got to go in there every day, like, cleaning up all that stuff. They're yeah. completely exposed of, to all the, all the contagion that's in there. Yeah, there's a ton of jobs that are just, just going to be different. Everyone's life is going to be different. Yeah. It sucks. I, I mean, I don't know what the, the right... Well, we got to we got to keep positive, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't want to throw no, a bummer, I feel about that, yeah. bummer on all this, man. No, but I, but I, we got to keep positive. But you're right. You know what I mean. Things are going to change. But yeah. you know, it's it's really kind of you know we got to move forward too. At the right. same time, you know, what okay. I mean, and we got we got to stop playing blame games. You know, amongst ourselves. You know, we yeah. got to stop arguing on social media. You know, and you just got to start. You know understanding that everyone's got their own path here to follow on this. You know what I mean? What I have yeah. to deal with or you have to deal with is not the same thing as someone that just had a newborn baby has to deal with. Agreed. I can only imagine what, you know, Steve and, and Tamara are going through with the new baby. Yeah. You know, that they're dealing with a completely different deck of cards than, you know, yeah. someone who's already, you know, who's got older kids or no kids. Or, yeah, kids don't have the, you uh, know, or what if someone's got like a immunocompromised person in the house? I mean, that's a different deck of cards then you know so everyone's got their own thing yeah. so you just got everyone's got to respect everyone else's views on this and if you don't want to work then stay home but if someone needs to work wants to work then let them go Dude, you know what i mean work. just each, each his own yeah you, you gotta I was, just i was super let it flow yeah um so you know I, I hope i hope uh i'm ready man i'm ready for everything to just kind of yeah let's, let's let's go back to doing what we're doing what we do I'm ready too. Yeah, let's go see a wood kiln. What do you call yeah. this thing? 
wood kiln. Yeah. Wood, it is a wood kiln, they call that? I mean, yeah, he dries wood out. I don't think it's a very, like, crazy process, but. All right. He just drops the humidity in it. All right, I love going checking out other guys' wood. Yeah. Heard so. that. All right, cool. Thank you for having me. Man, awesome. Dude, thanks for coming by. I am like, I enjoyed hanging out with you here on the show, right? In the fishbowl, right? You have a good time? It's great. It's great. Yeah. This place nice. is awesome. Yeah. You know, it does the job. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Your ego is not your amigo. Always do your best and let God do the rest. Remember, if you're going to buy a, a vehicle, particularly a Ram truck, please do so at Joey Hardy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Go see my boy Dean. He will hook you up if you tell him that I sent you. Promise you that, right? Always remember to eat, drink, and be local. Go support our friends over at Papa's Raw Bar, right? Buy your sandals at Oil Kai. Buy your glasses at Maui Gym. See you later, right? Don't ever forget, we are always connected by water, no matter where we are and what we're doing. Love you. Bye.